All right, welcome back into the warm embrace of the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast. It's been a little bit, but we're back. Um, it seems like we are out, but we never are out. We will be around t- for the end of time. It'll just be us and the cockroaches. Um, <laughs> uh, we're always that- here. <laughs> Lurking just behind the cockroaches. Uh, what's we're that- in the basement. <laughs> Shout out to anybody that's watched Parasite. Oh, man. Who's that behind that cockroach? It's Evan Estes. That's Hi, me. Evan. Hello, Taylor Hare. And I'm hiding behind this other cockroach. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't. I didn't say that. No, that's um, okay. The, who's that hiding behind the other cockroach? <laughs> it's me. Taylor. Be Hare. careful. Be careful not to throw a, a apple core at it. Shout uh, out to the. Uh, what's his name? Friends. Kafka. Oh, yeah. Kafka. Shout wow. out to the Kafka fans. <laughs> Deep cut, baby. We're I'm starting off in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. Well, Evan, it's so nice to talk to you again. I'm happy to be doing this podcast with yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, it's it's good to hear your voice. Um, even though I'm on some somber times in fantasy. Um, oh, man. We will get just, into Just it. talking to you has already lifted my spirit. So. <laughs> That's good. Uh yeah, we'll get into our league table, which has seen some interesting role reversals, and I can't wait to talk about it with the man who is experiencing many of these uh, these kinds of strained emotions. Um, so just a little roadmap for what we're going to do today. Um, we're going to start out with the return, the much-anticipated return of our most popular segment, Dressed to the False Nines, um, and then... Uh, we're going to run down the league table and then we're going to talk about specifically Jay's team and Evan's team this week. Um, Since those are the two teams that are currently vying for first place, we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive into those teams. We'll talk to Evan himself about um, his team and uh, see how that goes. And then maybe next time we'll talk about my team and Spicer's team. And then after that, we'll talk about Tim and Wyatt. How does that sound to you, Evan? Sounds perfect. Awesome. Uh, so down to brass tacks, um, dress to the false nines. This is my question for you. Oh man. Uh, so this <laughs> is just a- for the listener. I didn't know that we were doing a dress to the false nines until maybe five minutes ago. I don't, so- I don't give, I don't give Evan these in advance. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. That's probably a good thing to clarify. Um, yeah, yeah this people is very, might- very off the cuff here. Some people might anticipate that this is scripted, but that's not the way we roll. <laughs> I mean, I know well, I don't think that they would expect it based on my answers. <laughs> I know you're all thinking this is just such a professional podcast. But you this know, we're just, just like one. You. This is all just one giant sketch. It's not. It's not. It's not improvised. It's all oh my gosh. Um, okay, so this is this is your dress to the false nines question. Okay. And I've got some provisional answers that I can give uh, while you're mulling them over too. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so this is a player-oriented question rather than my typical route, which would be about managers. But I want to think about players today. And my question is, if you could have see any player in any other team's jersey, oh, wow, who would it be and what jersey? Oh, my. So if it, like, just from a kind of aesthetic point of view, if you could see any player in the Premier League 
play in the jersey of any other team in the Premier League? Um, who would the player be and what uh, team jersey? So while you're thinking about that, because it's kind of a, a, a multi-layered question, um, I'll give you some of my answers. Okay. This is this to me, as I was thinking about it on my run today, is the most obvious one to me. And that is Roberto Firmino in a Brighton jersey. <laughs> That's pretty good. I want to see that man's neck tattoos with that little, like, kind of, uh, like, preppy little collar that they've got going on. Oh, yeah. The combination yeah. of the kind of, like, hard and then, like, demure thing, I think yeah. would be awesome. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. So that's for me, number one, Bobby Firmino in uh, a Brighton jersey. Uh, do you have ideas or should I give you another of my my Keep going. Okay. I, I would list yours off. Okay, I've got three. My okay. second one, and you may not like this. This may hit you in a sore spot. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin in an Arsenal jersey. Oh, okay. I think it would look awesome, especially an Arsenal home jersey. Yeah, he'd look good in red. Yeah. And I think that's that's actually something I was thinking about is like these are mostly players who play in either red or blue. And I think it would be interesting to see any player who plays in red play in blue and vice versa. Yeah, Um, yeah. And then this is for totally different reasons. I would love to see uh, Adama Traore in the Aston Villa jerseys. (laughs) Those absolutely spandex tight Aston Villa jerseys. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know if he'd be able to get it on. It would just rip <laughs> every time he tried. <laughs> I think it's true. Imagine he'd really though. have to oil himself up. Oh, my God, just to get into it. He normally does, but he'd have to do it. He'd have to oil himself up double for that. Yeah, totally. Um, but just imagine, like, Jack, those shorts barely fit on Jack Grealish's thighs. I don't know. Oh, that I, know. They, I don't know that they would fit. Yeah. Yeah, good Lord. Um. So those would, those would be my three, but I think if I had to choose wow. among the three, I would definitely go for Bobby Firmino in a Brighton jersey. Wow. Yeah, that's that's going to be hard to beat. I'll be honest. That's going to be very, very tough to beat. Um, so one thing – so one person that I'm thinking of that – when I'm thinking of, like, players and aesthetics, like – who really, who really values that? Mm. Me, that would be Paul Pogba. Ooh, nice. So, so I've been trying to figure out where would this, like, where would, uh, where would I like to see him? What would I like to see him wear as far as? That's a great question. Goes? And it is, and I've been trying to think about it this whole time, and it's very hard. Um, honestly. I'm kind of thinking I don't because I see him in the in the black and white stripe little zebra thing from Man United yeah. and I think that is kind of classic Paul Pogba right yeah. flashy but totally. I wonder yeah I don't know cuz cuz now I'm th- now I'm starting to second guess but I was going to say maybe something simple just like uh the Spurs home kit just mm. white with a Nike, just like the simple Nike ones. Yeah. Um, that might look good, but I don't know. I don't know that that would necessarily work. 
because he kind of does need something flashy. Um, yeah. It almost suggests that Paul Pogba in like a like a West Brom jersey would be cool. Right. Yeah. Like you need something with stripes or you need like a, a color like purple. Yeah. I think West Brom would probably suit him well. Yeah. That would be yeah. interesting. Like big, bold. Because I think West Brom at one time, I don't know if this was the last time they were up or it, I don't think they have these jerseys now because the West Brom ones now are really thin stripes. But yeah. um, if they had three, kind of like the Brighton ones from last year, maybe, mm. but they're like big, like big solid stripes. Like, so if they were mostly purple and then up on the front, you had like the three, I'm pretty sure West Brom had those jerseys recently, but if they, if they had like big, thick stripes, those would look great on him. Mm. Very dominant. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. Um, I'm trying to think who would who I would want to see in a Wolves kit. Um, and hmm. I am kind of thinking. Let me let me throw one out there. Throw one uh, out there. Andy Robertson. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. I can't see it. Interesting. It might, it might work, but I'm actually kind of thinking. Um, honestly, this is someone I could actually see at Wolves, but this isn't necessarily my answer. Would be Fred <laughs> from United oh. as well. Oh, I could totally see him going to Wolves. Totally. Um, I think he'd be a good Wolves player too, honestly. Yeah, I kind of think so too. Um, but from a from an aesthetic standpoint, um, uh, one last one for the Wolves position. What's uh, up? Virgil Van Dyke. Oh, yeah, that's oh yeah, that would be perfect. Can that you would imagine be great. Virgil Van Dyke and Nuno Espirito Santo being on the same uh, team? No. Oh my that would gosh! Be really wild. He could, Nuno could just put him as the central defender and then have two wing backs and then he'd be fine. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What I would hope is that. Oh, I like that know. a lot. Virgil, Virgil and Orange. Oh, yeah, because of Holland. Yeah, he already oh, looks yeah. good. In, That's a good in, point. Uh, in the Netherlands kits. So, oh, yeah, no, that. Oh, wow. Love that. I think my ultimate hope would be that Nuno Espirito Santo would teach. Virgil van Dyke to dress just like him in these like big <laughs> flowing black coats. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. It looks love so that. good. I love that idea. Wow. Um, awesome. So thank you for indulging me in that, Evan. Um, you are hopefully, welcome. Hopefully we'll have many more dressed to the false nine. Oh yeah. Uh, I really love that segment, even though I'm, I feel come. like I'm not that good at it. That's not my forte. <laughs> well i also as as was discussed earlier i give them to you uh with no preparation so i've had time to think about them um okay so moving into the kind of meat of the podcast today evan do you want to run us down the table real fast just tell us where everyone stands before we dive into first jay's team yeah sure and as we kind of mentioned and alluded to earlier um we're gonna kind of break the table up into three sections. So the top, middle, and the, and the bottom of the table. Um, so up at the top, we've got me and Jay. Uh, Jay just overtook me. Um, he's in first place now. 
with a score of 77 points. He cruised past me. He's got 1766. Um, and I'm sitting in second at 1748. So just 18 points between us. Um, and then in mid, in the mid table, um, we've got Taylor Hare uh, and William Spicer. Um, only five points separate them at the moment. Uh, Taylor at 1676 and Spicer at 1671. So they're going to need to make up somewhere between 70 and 90 points in, <laughs> in eight weeks, first, <laughs> in eight weeks, which is very possible. Um, I don't know, man. Oh, oh, it's very possible. I mean, Jay just beat me by 30, That's 37. Yeah. And that would only take three game weeks. So That's um, then, then you throw in, if you've got bench boost or triple captain, anything can happen. Um, so that's the mid table there. And we'll, we'll hopefully get onto mid table next, the next time we meet. Um, but then at the bottom of the table, things are really starting to be interesting. Um, kind of mirroring what's going on in the premier league right now. We've kind of got a little bit of a race at the bottom. Yeah. Um, who's going to try to, to not be last. Um, and Wyatt Keener and Tim Griffith are battling down there. Tim is trying to claw his way back in it. Um, Wyatt's sitting at 1545, Tim at 1488. So we got, well, like a little less than 60 points separating them. So um, nothing too crazy. So anything can happen in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll keep a close eye on that, but um, we'll get to their, we'll get to their teams in a couple of weeks from now, but, um, and we'll maybe, who knows, maybe we'll see Tim surpass Wyatt by then. Um, so it could, it could happen. Yeah. So definitely uh, things are shaping up to be, um, there's, there's some wi- rivalries, um, in the, in the league as it stands right now, it's me and Jay Taylor and Spicer and Wyatt and Tim. Totally. And since we're not going to go into depth on their teams, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to both Tim and Wyatt Tim for captaining Jesse Lingard, which is obviously a great move. Um, him scoring two goals and Wyatt for captaining Christian Pulisic, who also scored two goals. Um, so those players, um, they, I think you could make a case that each of those two teams, Tim's team and Wyatt's team, got really unlucky because they just hit so well with their captaincies, getting 28 and 30 points respectively. But the other person did well as well in that position. So um, interesting that we didn't see so much differentiation there between those two. Um, uh, okay, so just before, actually not before, as we dive into Jay's team. I'm going to read out his current, um, his current team. And then we'll talk about, you know, what do we see as the current like highlights of his team? And some of those will be obvious based on, you know, some things that happened this week. Um, but some of those may not be as obvious. Um, and we'll talk about some things that maybe we would suggest he do. Um, I know I have a couple of suggestions that I would suggest for him. So um, in goal, uh, strangely, we have uh, David Martin, the <laughs> backup, <laughs> backup, or perhaps third string uh, West Ham keeper. Um, now, obviously, he hasn't. I don't think he's played a single minute all season. No, he has not. <laughs> so, Lord only knows why he was starting, uh, or Jay only knows. Lord, Lord Groth um, only knows. <laughs> Lord of soccer ball. Lord of soccer ball only knows. Um, but fortunately for Jay, uh, since he didn't play, uh, Rui Patricio, who is on his bench, the Wolves keeper, will be subbing in to give him an extra nine points. Um, and then 
in the back line, we've got Ben Chilwell from Chelsea, Stuart Dallas from Leeds, um, who uh, we should just point out scored twice against Man City this week. Um, so just incredible. Man. I know. Incredible contribution from Stuart Dallas. Um, and then we've got Aaron Cresswell, who um, I don't know if he suffered. Yeah, he suffered an injury during this past game against Leicester, um, which they won, but uh, he had to be subbed off. So that might be a tricky one for him. Then in the midfield, we've got James Ward-Prowse, who unfortunately missed a penalty kick, so um, uh, <laughs> has negative one points as they lost by three goals to West Brom, which is not a good look for Southampton. Um, and then we've got uh, Son, and we've got Bale from Tottenham. Then we have uh, another captaincy of Jesse Lingard, just another kind of world brain, galaxy brain move from Jerry Groth, captaining Jesse Lingard, who scored twice. And then up top, we've got Harry Kane, Ollie Watkins, and Patrick Bamford. And on the bench, we also have Pedro Neto, uh, Luca Dina, and uh, Pascal Stroik. Um, so that's where Jay's team stands. I, I mean, this is such a weird team to me. Just kind of my introductory remarks are that this is strange because Jay's team, it's like very similar to how it was probably four weeks ago, but it's come back to being good again. <laughs> I know. Yes. It, yeah. it got bad for like three or four weeks. And then now it's just the roller coaster has risen back to the top and it is like, it's a very high producing team again. It's so strange to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And I'm wondering if that's just a fluke, like a one game week fluke. If this, like if this current team will kind of revert back to what, the way they were the last month um, or if they're going to kick on, yeah, you know, like Lingard seems to not be slowing down. No leads leads are still trying to, you know, they're still trying to place as highly as they can. Yeah. Um, and they're always going to be super energetic. And then Spurs, you don't know what you're going to get with them, but, you know, with Kane and Son, they could always score. So, like, it could it could come back around and stick for the rest of the season. I don't know, and that's what that's what terrifies me. Yeah, and even just think about this week. Uh, West Ham have Newcastle this week, and then Spurs have the double game week. So a game against Everton and a game against Southampton. Yeah, so we could see yeah, could another easily. we could see yeah. another big big game uh, game week from Jay this week. Feels like we're predicting a weather pattern. <laughs> <laughs> like you're the weatherman standing in front of the green screen <laughs> now as we see coming in here from the east we've got a double game week coming in from tottenham <laughs> we could see major major flooding <laughs> major flooding in the in the christian bale and uh or the gareth bale christian bale Wow. Uh, well, I wish Christian Bale was playing for Tottenham. Uh, He'd probably be doing better than Gareth right now. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I think we could expect more big things from Jay um, in the coming weeks. Um, there are a couple places that I just want to highlight as being maybe not – like the most obviously good picks, but I think are kind of sneakily good picks. One of them is, I think, I still think despite the kind of 
bad production from this week. I think James Ward-Prowse is still a great value midfielder. Okay. Um, I and I mean Southampton are bad again. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know that I agree with you with James Ward-Prowse. It's like it's like okay. So my my thinking is that he takes penalties and he basically takes every free kick. Like he yeah. takes every corner and he takes every free kick and he takes every penalty. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like a kind of probability situation, but yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested to hear why you don't think he's a good pick. Um, well, kind of because you're relying on just those things hmm. um, and Southampton aren't necessarily, I mean, it's not like you've got Harry Maguire slabhead running yeah. into the box. It's not that's a good point. You know, it, like who do they have that's actually going to be on the end of his service? So unless I, un, so I think the the best chances of him getting any points off of any of those um, set pieces is going to be scoring directly. And I don't know. I just don't. He's a great free kick taker. He's he is a good player. Um, I just don't know that he's the type of player that I look for in in fantasy because I want to see a player that's going to do something in open play as well. That's going to yeah. be in and around the box. Um, that's going to be either assisting or passing into the box, you know, or getting on the end of things, taking shots. Um, yeah. So, like, I guess in his position, the the player that I – um, obviously it's different because he's priced differently, but a similar player to James Ward Prowse that I like more is James Madison. Right. Does similar things. Um, but he's a little bit more advanced, I guess. Um, and he's, he's got a good shot on him and he's going to be doing a little bit. He's going to be a little bit more dangerous than I think than Ward Prowse. So, um, I don't know. I think Ward Prowse will trickle in. I don't think that he'll like not do anything because he's been fine all year. But um, I don't know. Not necessarily the first place I would go. Yeah, so. that's a good point. And I think if you're looking to replace him, and this is someone I was thinking about picking up this week, is um, Mason Mount maybe from Chelsea. Dude okay. has been dude has been scoring incredibly frequently for Chelsea over the past couple of weeks. And every, like, he, I don't know if, how much Chelsea you've watched over the past month or so, but, I mean, it's, like, no question that he's their best player right now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's kind so, of interesting. So, he's starting every game, then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the only wow. one of those, like, attacking players who's basically starting every game. That is so interesting. That is not what I was going to expect when Tuchel came in. Same. I, yeah. I thought he was going to be, like, the first off the bench type of player. Exactly. Or, like, you know, he's the, he's, he he just gets left off the starting lineup, you know, but it sounds like he's fitting right in. He really like is his spot to lose. Yeah. You know? And this past week, it was like, man, it was, ugh. I just, I, I like everything in me wants to become a Chelsea fan. And I'm trying to hold myself from doing that because I know. Why? <sighs> Cause you don't want to have a team. And you that's a little be bit like a neutral it. supporter. I do like being a neutral supporter. And also I kind of wonder, and maybe this is a totally irrelevant distinction to draw, but um, I wonder how much of it is that I'm becoming a Thomas Tuchel fan and not a Chelsea fan. Oh, um, 
but I mean, that's how anyone becomes a fan of anything, right? That's so true. Like, you get you get hooked with something, and then yeah, yeah. But anyway, so like um, this past weekend, it was Mount Pulisic and Havertz starting at the as the top three, and they were so good. Kai Havertz looked incredible. Mm. Um, like made some just I don't know if you saw the the one that um, the move um, where he received the ball from a kind of long diagonal pass into the box. And he, he was like probably 10 yards in front of goal. And instead of like, just kind of cutting back to the right, he popped the ball over the defender who was chasing him. Oh. It was, it was incredible stuff. Uh, if you wow. haven't watched the highlights of that game, I would suggest it because um, yeah, it was just awesome. And Christian Pulisic getting on the end of some goals was great from a U.S. men's national team standpoint. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Mason Mount would be one place I would go. Wow. Okay. Wow. You're I. That, maybe that's where I'm going to go. Um, that sounds very convincing. Yeah, but you know, you know, I'm always making convincing cases for Chelsea players that don't necessarily pan out. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing is like I've been eyeing Chelsea. I want. I kind of want a Chelsea player. Um, because I think that they're like in good shape and they have something to fight for. Yeah. Um, and they're playing well. So um, if I can fit, if I can find the right fit from them, maybe it's yeah. Mount, maybe it's a defender. I don't know. Yeah. I think Mount, if you're going for a ta- an attacker, the only one I would really suggest would be Mount because the other ones are all pretty like touchy in terms of who's starting. And then, okay. As a defender, I brought in Cesar Azpilicueta last week. Oh, um, nice. And that you might be... good about it? Yeah, I do. I feel really good. I brought him even in for... Even though they didn't keep it clean? Yeah, even though they didn't keep a clean sheet. They've got another pretty easy game this week, I think. Um, oh, nice. I can't remember who it is. Yeah, they have a decent... Oh, they've got um, Brighton this week. Yeah, they've got a decent run of fixtures for the rest of the season, I think. Yeah. So, uh, it's kind of interesting to me. Like, I think at the beginning of the season, all the talk was about how much of a surplus they have in attacking, right? And how, just how many attacking midfielders basically they have, but, but they also have kind of a surplus of good defenders now too, because yeah. they've got Azpilicueta, um, uh, Rudiger, Zuma, Christensen, and Tiago Silva, who are all kind of vying for those back three spots. And yeah. then Chilwell, James, Callum Hudson Adoy, um, and uh, like Marcus Alonso, basically. Like those yeah. are all kind of vying for those winger spots. It's kind of interesting. Huh. Yeah. Wow. That is interesting. I think they'll probably get rid of one of the center backs, but I can't see them getting rid of too many of those players. Yeah. I think they'll probably get rid of either Zuma or Rudiger. Really? Uh, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I mean, I don't know anything about like what Chelsea's thinking, but um, I wonder why not Christensen. Maybe that's actually a good point because, like, his he's just because I, I just feel like he's been there a while, and I don't know. I figured maybe he's he's probably ready to move on too. Um, yeah, and he's getting a little older. I think Zuma's not super young, but Rudiger I think is fairly young. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the summer, especially after a huge summer last last year. Um, yeah, 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they position themselves yeah. and what they target. And the mark the market for center backs is so good right now. Oh yeah, that you could probably get an exorbitant price for someone like Christensen who will just be oh able yeah to play week to week. Oh yeah, easy. Yeah, cool. Um, mm-hmm. So I have some other things I could say about Jason. Oh. I want I want to know what it. you. No, I want to know what you want. To, what you think? What stands out to you about Jay's team? Um, um, in, either in positive highlights or, or suggestions. Either. Oh, um, well, besides not starting Patricio, which I feel like is just kind of an obvious thing, <laughs> but at the same time, it doesn't matter because Patricio is just going to get automatically subbed on anyway. Doesn't matter. So literally, <laughs> just leave it as is. Oh my gosh. Um, I guess one thing. I guess the biggest thing that the biggest positive has got to be Jesse Lingard for me. Yeah. Like, even though he had such a big week, he's just been consistent the last month and a half, almost two months, probably. I don't know. I I just feel like I really missed the boat when I didn't pick up Lingard um, a couple weeks ago. And now that Jay has him, like, that's the one player that from his team that I wish I had. Yeah. Just because West Ham are, are good. They're going to have somewhat okay fixtures, like alternating. Um, but, but Jesse Lingard just somehow is, is pulling it out. Um, so he, he's probably my biggest uh, standout as far, from a positive standpoint. And then from a negative standpoint is like, get rid of Gareth Bale. He's not doing anything. Yeah. Just got to get rid of him. Who would you who would you bring in for his third Tottenham player? Because <laughs> I I was thinking about that too. Uh, the I, cheapest I, person and put him on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Um. Or if he didn't want to start Patricio anymore to get Loris, I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I don't I don't know. I like They're I don't. I'm gonna keep a lot of clean it. sheets, so I don't know. But then again, Wolves aren't gonna keep a lot of clean sheets either. So it's like, yeah, you wouldn't think so. Um. I don't. I mean, maybe you get Regulon. Hmm. That's, That's probably true. actually who I would get if if you're willing to spend some money on him. That's probably who I would choose. Yeah, um, maybe. Uh, yeah, sub sub Cresswell for everything. Regular. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably the move I would make. Um, or honestly, maybe even Dean, Luca Dean. You could probably save some money that way. Yeah, that would be an easy. That would be an easy way to get him. And from everything that my brother's been telling me, he's he's been looking real. Well, I spoke to him like a couple weeks ago. I mean, he said that he's been looking really good. So mm-hmm. he's probably been like their best player um, as far as form goes. So you mean um, Sergio Regula? Yeah. 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 So he's, he's been doing well. So um, might not be a bad shout. I don't yeah. know. Man, Spurs are just in a tough place. Yeah. Weird spot. Weird spot. But yeah, I don't know. Um, Those are the two things. That, what do you? What else do you have to say? No, um, I, I I agree. I was gonna bring up the bail question just because. Um. Yeah, that's like, I mean, it's it's like, yeah, it it still doesn't like. I don't think you can make a good argument for the amount of money that he costs because if you, you could bring in like, get rid of bail get a much better player like Thomas Suchek for probably three points less 
And then you have or, three. Or maybe even four. Suchek is very cheap. Yeah. Still. Or or Mason Mount, right? Or you could bring or Mason, Mason Mount, Mount yeah. and still save right. money. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's hard to make a case for Bale. Yeah, um, well, the only case you could make is maybe that he plays in the double game week. Right. But then but at the same so time... Is... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but you might as well, at that point, get someone you know is going to start both games and get one of the defenders or something, you know? Yeah. That's better. It makes more sense. Yeah. Um, or or Lloris. Or Lloris. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad shout because you know he's going to get two games. Yeah. Isn't Joe Hart their backup? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Joe Hart. <laughs> bless bless him. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. I was just reminded of the fact that he was the keeper during that um, incredible Sergio Aguero goal um, <laughs> against QPR that won Man City oh the championship. My. That, that Wow. So weird. In like 2011. So weird that he's gone from that. Like star, like he was the first place England keeper to like. He went to, where did he go at? Where did, where was he before Spurs? He was at like West Ham. I think, yeah, I think it was West Ham. He was like a backup at West Ham. It was weird, now now he's a backup at Spurs. Yeah, he's, he's had an interesting career. Feel bad for the guy. Um, the, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say. I think you're right about the Dina thing. I think you could, you could maybe ship him out. It doesn't look like Jay's got any, um, or he'll have like one free transfer. It looks like coming up. So maybe pace this out over a little bit of time, but you don't want Dina sitting on the bench probably just because he's pretty high cost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he's like a 6.1. That's or a something. good point. Yeah, he's expensive. You don't want to be you don't want to be binging him very often. And we really don't look Everton just don't look up for it. I mean, he's going to honestly though, out of anybody that's going to get points, it's probably going to be him. Um, just yeah. cuz he's so good. But yeah, we don't look good. Um, we just kind of look off the boil. Do you We're think ready to be ready oh, to be Do you think y'all will make Europa because you're you're sitting in eighth right now, and you've got Arsenal Man. three points behind you. I don't know. Like, um, if you had asked me three weeks ago, I would have said yeah. But now I'm like, eh, maybe. Yeah. If we keep put, if we keep doing stuff like this, or we draw Brighton, you know, I I I can't see us doing that if we're not taking three points when we need to. So. No, I kind of I think I think we'll if we do get it, it'll kind of be a surprise to me. Just because I don't think our trajectory is is gonna and is gonna land us there. Yeah. So, Man, that's such uh, a shame. I know, I know, because we had such a great start to the season. Yeah. Hmm. But but hey, there's a there's a new uh, European tournament that's starting. Uh, I think next year, and so we will probably place for that. If we don't get Europa, it's like going to be the third tier Champions League, Europa, <laughs> then UEFA uh, fucking peanut yeah. gallery league. Yeah, UEFA Heineken league. <laughs> yeah. The Heineken Cup. <laughs> Something like the peanut. I like the peanut gallery. The Heineken Cup. <laughs> uh, that I, I didn't until recently realize that that 
song is actually like saying words that are in English. Yes. And most of them are just like, <laughs> we are the champions. <laughs> I know. There's like a full song. Um, it's very funny. Oh, man. We um, are the champions. <laughs> no, it, I think it might, it might even actually say, now that I think about it, it might even say, these are your champions, <laughs> which is so much funnier. <laughs> That's hilarious. God, that is so funny. Uh, that's such a the Champions League is so, like the soccer is so good, but everything else is so cringeworthy. Yeah, I mean, I love that. I love that song, but at the same time, it's very dumb. <laughs> it's just so funny to hear it played while they're like panning over the starting lineups as they're just. Oh, like, I'm pretty sure. There. God, who was it? Um, shit, who was it? Um, it was someone. Oh, I think it was uh uh I think it was Holland. Erling Holland. I'm pretty sure he was uh like singing it. <laughs> singing the song when they were playing it. If you go back and watch I watched the highlights of that of the Man City Dortmund oh, the, game. Yeah. And right in the beginning, I'm pretty sure you see him like mouthing the word. Oh, it's <laughs> incredible. That man is like I he so seems he's going to be, gonna be so, at City next year. Right. He seems to be so competitive too. Like, I don't know if you've seen how he reacts to, like, yes. not just his goals, but the goals that his teammates score. He's Scary. like, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> he, yeah. Which is kind of, I feel like, why he's a good pick for Man City, because he seems, like, almost as dimensional yeah. as, like, Guardiola. Honestly, he he seems like he will fit in there. Like, yeah. I'm, I really hope that that happens. Can you imagine owning him in fantasy? Oh, oh my, my God. God. He's going to be like, the first one in your team sheet. De, De Bruyne, De Bruyne to Holland. Oh, oh my gosh! Can you imagine that De Bruyne, Holland, and then on the right and the left, you've got like Mares and Sterling. That's incredible. It's it's probably going to happen, man. Dude, I know. I'm I'm honestly kind of excited about it. Yeah. Just because it. I mean, I don't know. There's always going to be players like Messi and, um, not Ronaldo. Um, because he, I'm even though like he left way before his prime, you know, Messi and Ronaldo, they're not playing in the Premier League. There's always going to be players like that. But when you do have like a player like that could be their caliber, like Mbappe or, um, or Holland, depending on how he progresses, like just the fact that they might be playing in the Premier League is incredibly enticing. Yeah. You know, because I don't know. And wouldn't you rather see him at Man City? then it seems like the other option would be Man United, which is like... Oh, God, yes. He's just going to, oh, like, he would just oh, be, like, wasting away. Like, he wouldn't, oh, get good, he wouldn't get good service from anyone from but Bruno Fernandez, and he would just be probably frustrated most of the time. Yeah. Yep. God, United. I don't know how they're in second. Yeah. Very, very annoying. <sighs> not God. that good. Somehow Ole is just, like... <laughs> he is... Oh God! Classic like white guy privilege. <laughs> like he just like lucked into it, and he's just like coasting. He's just you know, fa- like, failed. He failed upward. He failed. Yeah, he failed up. He's just like the the. I don't know. I don't want to go too far into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He I just reminds it's... me of so. He just reminds me of so many of the guys from Gilmore, like the rich, rich boys with rich dads, and they just like. <laughs> It doesn't matter how how often they like miss their final exam because they're out partying. 
um, at this prestigious school, it doesn't matter because they're going to end up at their daddy's law firm and it's fine. Oh my gosh. He does. <laughs> he does seem like the most uh, middle managey type uh, coach. God, Yeah. He's, I don't know why, but he just is so annoying to me. <laughs> you know, he's just like there. That's interesting. Like, Cause he's not like annoying to me. He just like, is kind of well, funny. I guess that's the I guess that's the problem I have with him is that he's like not any one thing. He's just like there. Yeah. Like do something. Like come out and like say like I don't know, be more authoritative or something. You're at Man United. Like honestly, half of the players have more say than you it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's like what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Do you think it's full? Do you think that's because we're a little bit spoiled right now with the quality of coach in the Premier League where like every like it seems like every other good coach has like an identifiable style or like identity like you know whether it's Pep or Tuchel or Bielsa or Ancelotti yeah. or like yeah. all these people have like ways of playing and it seems like Solskjaer's way of playing is just like trying to like put <laughs> Not the best lose. players on the field <laughs> yeah yeah he's just like hopefully i did it right yeah <laughs> yeah he's just like doing what he can but yeah maybe i guess that's a good point we do um we do have a lot of good coaches in the premier league um yeah so i think maybe that we are spoiled but i mean you would think that united would have with so many with so many ripe talent in the Premier League, you think they would have like scooped one up by now? But I guess they're just gonna like, yeah, ride I or mean, die with Ole. And I think they're honestly, it feels like they're just waiting for it to be bad enough. Yes, but it never is. That's a hundred percent what it is. Because <laughs> they like, can't fire him if he's in second only to City. It's like you can't get rid of him. Yep, I think that's totally maybe maybe they will when his contract runs out. I don't know. It was like there was a point at which they were like very close to firing him probably like three or four of those points. And every time he would like turn it around at exactly the right time, just enough to keep his job. And yeah, yeah. I think that's, what's annoying. Honestly, it's like, he's about to get fired and then he doesn't, he just like somehow wins. Yeah. Like, and he just like, is remains there. Happening? Yeah. You, you blink and he's been there an entire season. No, he's been there like three seasons. Oh my gosh! No, well, he's been there two full seasons now. Oh yeah, because right? I guess the the first. This COVID. is the second full season. Yeah, first season was first full season was COVID, um, and then he was, and he replaced Jose the season before that. Oof. So, man, wow! I don't know. I think we can expect a cool manager change from Tottenham, though, which will probably be interesting. You think? I think so. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, God, I've yeah. never, I've, I've tried giving Jose the benefit of the doubt early on, but I am so done with him now. Yeah. He's not, he's and not also, like, I, I was going to say he's not as like interesting anymore. He's just like not yeah. good. Yeah. No, no, he's not good. He's not a good manager anymore. Yeah. Not, I, not for the, not for the quality that Tottenham needs to be yet. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's mostly just, it's not because he's like gotten worse as a manager. It's just because he hasn't changed. He's just like the same manager he was when he coached Porto to win the Champions League, right? Two thousand and five right. or whenever. And that that's was. 
and that's the thing is like he won't he won't go to a team like this, but he would I feel like he would be great at a team like um somewhere that's in like mid to lower mid of the table. Yeah and just like boost them so far up. Dude, like uh Jesse Marino at like Burnley or something. Seriously. Oh, seriously. That's a, good, that's a good fit for him too, because they like already play defensively. Yes, already they already kind of play that. his way. Yeah. Yeah. Although they're trying to kind of, you know, be a little bit more attacking lately with Chris Wood. Yeah. Um or or at like Newcastle. Mm. Like Newcastle, I feel like maybe they could uh they could he could really shape them up, you know, whip them into yeah. shape. But he won't do it. He's his ego. Totally. I mean, he could maybe, maybe he'd go to like Portugal or something, and I think, um, pick a I think there. he'll go to like probably coach in like China or Dubai or somewhere like that. Oh yeah, just make make his millions. Yeah. Then... Oh god, he's easily gonna go to China or Dubai. Yeah, that just makes sense because he's got the kind of personality and like personal clout that would get him a huge contract there. I think. Despite how poorly he's done recently. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the sooner he's out of the Premier League, the better. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to, even though like I love him, I am starting to feel that way too. Yeah. Um, awesome. Do you want to move on to your team? <laughs> yeah. We don't have to spend too long on my team. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I know there will be a little bit of overlap. Um, yeah. I'll go ahead and read out the the players on your team. And then um, I'll have you talk a little bit about what you feel good about and what you don't feel so good about at the moment. Um, Okay. So in goal, you've got Martinez um, from Villa. And then as your back four, you've got Jao Cancelo, Kansa from Aston Villa, uh, Sufal from West Ham and uh, Pascal Stroik from Leeds. Then in the midfield, you've got Diego Jada, Mo Salah, Bruno Fernandez, and Rafinha. And then up front, you've got Harry Kane and Ollie Watkins. And on your bench, you have um, John Stone, who got you 15 points from your bench. Uh, the West Bromwich Albion um, keeper who inexplicably uh, kept a clean sheet against Southampton. Then you have Emil Smith-Rowe, um, Ruben Diaz, and um, an injured or seemingly injured um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um, and some highlights for you this week, other than the unfortunate Johnstone thing, were um, you did hit with your captaincy, so Mosala scored, um, got you 14 points there. Um, but other than that, what do, you, what do you feel about your team right now? How are you feeling? Um, what do you like? What do you not like? Um, I'm feeling fine with my Liverpool assets, Salah and Jota. Oh yeah. Um, Jota's a great pick right now. Yeah, they're I think Liverpool are going to kind of they don't they don't have uh they don't have any Europe to play in and they can just kind of focus the rest of the season on trying to get Champions League again. So, um yeah, I think both of those players are just good players. Um, yeah. Jota's really good and um he's kind of fitting in there that, that that's kind of the player that they need right now um someone that's a little dangerous that's just going to attack um so and they do uh, they do have happy about they do have europe to play but they're just probably oh they do get, they're they still 
have Real Madrid to play. Oh um, yeah, League, but okay. they lost. They lost three one in the last one, so it's that's right. Unlikely that's right. That's that right. they'll progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're pretty much done there. I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, so it is what it is with that. Um, so I'm happy there. I, honestly, there's not. I mean, with Diaz and Cancelo, um, I'll. I'm glad I have both of them, but at the same time, it's getting to the point where they're not going to be playing very much because of Champions League. So um, at least one of them is probably going to be, uh, you know, on the bench. So I'm happy with both of those players, but we'll see how it goes. Um, Which one do you think you're likely to drop if you drop one? I honestly don't think that I will drop either of them. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, very unlikely that I drop either one of them. Um, just because there are other places that I can go um, to get players. So I guess my that leads me into like my biggest like negative point is that I didn't know this going into this game week, but um, I've got three non-playing players on the bench mm-hmm. and Rafinha's hurt. So it's like, I don't, I need some backup. Yeah. Um, so. That's where that's what I need to focus on is filling in the gaps and seeing where I can bring in some bring in some more players. So I might honestly I might have to take a hit. We'll see. Um because I only have one free transfer, I think. So yeah, um not looking great. I need some more players. Um I, I just need a player like I think what I'm missing, because I've got Kane and Salah and Fernandez, my three big hitters. That's mm-hmm. fine. And I've got Watkins and Jota. They're fine. But I need another player in that mold. Um, or I need, like, a better – honestly, the weakest part in my team is my defense. Yeah, that's um, what I was but, thinking, too. But I like the idea of picking up a mount or a – I mean, honestly, Lingard, um, mm. Mount Lingard, and there was one more. Oh man, I can't remember. Should have wrote it down. That's okay. I'm gonna forget. But anyway, like someone in that, like someone in that scope. But at the same time, I need some defenders. So what? I don't know. What do you see? Yeah, I mean, I definitely see your defense as the weakest point. I don't love the Kansa pick. Yeah, I need to get rid of him. Just and that's but he's so cheap. <laughs> Who do so I get? Yeah, it's tough. He's cheap, but I also think I don't see Aston Villa moving in a good direction. They're obviously still going to be probably top half of the table, but I don't think they're going to win that many games from here on out. They'll probably keep a lot of draws, and they've got Man City coming up this week, so it's like, yeah, I think now's a good time to drop him. Yeah. Yeah. So I might think about that and pick up I don't know. Um a Chelsea defender. If you've got the money for it, I would probably suggest a Chelsea defender. Although you could also pick up like Sergio Regulon, right? He's got two games. Ooh. That's not the weirdest thing. No, it's not the weirdest thing. And he and he can cross a ball. Yeah. So yeah, that's not a bad not a bad pick either. Um that may, yeah, that may be tricky in the long term, but I think in the short term that would be interesting. Um, so that would be one place, like something that I'm seeing 
And then I'm probably going to have to replace Rafinha this week too. And I'm probably going to go for the Lingard or Mount one or the other. Um, I haven't decided which one yet, but um, that's something to think about. But I think it, when I'm looking at your team, the thing that I'm, I is kind of striking me more than anything else is the fact that um, I think you're really well positioned to catch up with Jay because you have the, that engine of both Salah and Fernandez and he doesn't have either of those people. Yeah. Yeah, no, that I do. I do like that. Um, I do like that. I have Fernandez, but he's just not been great lately yeah. for me. Um, so if he kicks on and I can get a game, like if I can make some gains in that area, like if both of them, have decent game weeks, then yes, that's going to help me catch up to Jay fast. Um, hmm. Do you think Fernandez is still a good pick, though? I mean, it's so hard to say because I held off on picking him for so long because I didn't think I didn't like the way he produced, which is mostly from like yeah. you know scoring a penalty and getting an assist each game, which is kind of like his mo. Um, yeah, but he always just seems to pull things out of the air. Now, as I say that, maybe like an interesting move would be getting rid of Fernandez, bringing like Sun back on now that he's healthy. I don't know. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. And he's got a double save, as well. Yeah. Save a couple of dollars you can spend elsewhere. Yeah. I don't think that's your most immediate like need though. So right, I, I, and 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 they have like Burnley or something this week. So yeah, or United have Burnley. So oh, oh uh, yeah, so United have Burnley right. and then Leeds after that. So I mean, yeah, so like that's like it's hard to get rid of Fernandez. Right now. Yeah, yeah, um, especially especially if that is a differential for me to catch up to Jay. Yeah, because um, if I pick Sun, then I'm just picking another player that he has, and I can't gain there. Yeah, um, I think at this point in in it, I kind of need to be thinking about that. Okay, then I, I would you know say I, just you know? pick with Fernandez, yeah. Yeah. Um, as much as it's not that much fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of people who have good game weeks coming up, um, definitely, man, you have a couple of good game weeks. Chelsea's got a good one coming up. Um, West Ham have Newcastle and then Chelsea, which is kind of interesting. Wow, Chelsea have like a really good run in, honestly. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm kind of leaning towards getting rid of Kansa and getting either a Chelsea defender or a Regulon. Yeah. Who are, okay, so who do Tottenham have? Play Everton and Southampton, which is Okay, so then they don't so then they don't play the following week, which is interesting. They have a blank. Well, what I could do is who did who did Chelsea play that week then when they don't? Because I could uh, I could get Regulon and then switch Regulon for Chelsea defender. They play West Ham, which is decent. Yeah, West no, Ham that's not bad at all. Clean sheets. I like that plan. That seems like a, a pretty good. If you're if you're okay with um, using your transfers that way and not and not allocating them for your midfield or taking a hit, I think it would be worth it to take a hit to bring on a harder amount. I'm kind of thinking the same. Yeah. Honestly, it sounds very fun to take a hit. I've not taken very <laughs> many hits. I've not taken very many hits um, at all. Ooh, um, I'm, I'm being so it, bad. 
Yeah, I'm being a bad, bad boy. Um, I'm not taking any hits. I wonder if it'll show me how many hits I've taken. No, it doesn't. Um, I'm sure somewhere. I've taken an ungodly amount of hits this year. I've only taken like two, two hits. So like probably negative eight. Um, wait, do I have two transfers this week? Oh my god, you do. Oh, oh, oh my. <laughs> Oh wait, no. I only have three. I only have one. Oh, uh, one wow. free. I had t- uh, th- what I was like looking that. at. Sorry, what I was looking at was I made two transfers this past uh, week. Um, for Salah and Jota, I totally forgot about that. Gotcha. Uh, no, I only have one, so I might take a hit. I might be bad and take a negative four. That's actually not bad. Um, it, especially if it means I'm bringing in a double game week player. That's see, I like to when I take hits, I like to think about it like that. Whereas, like, I want to make up those points back as quickly as possible. So, anytime I'm bringing in a double game week player during a hit, it seems like as long as they play and get two points in one of those in like in both games, um, it's basically like a negative two, you know, yeah. um, compared, to, you know, instead of getting a player that only played one game. So, it feels like it's it feels a little bit safer in that way. Um, so then I could, then I could get in. Yeah. I kind of like that. Get in Mount and, um, Ooh, yeah. Mount and, uh, and Regulon. Regulon sounds nice. That does sound really nice, but I don't know if I have the money for it. That's, that's the problem. And also I kind of want to get rid of Calvert Lewin. Um, mm-hmm. if he's going to be hurt, I don't know. I'm going to need to check on the injuries from, him and Rafinha because honestly if Rafinha is going to be coming back I'm going to hold on to him because he's fine I, I like him he's he's been good um, yeah and at which point I would probably drop Calvert-Lewin instead of Rafinha if yeah. both of them were healthy I'd probably drop Calvert-Lewin first yeah so here's here's an interesting wrinkle in the Calvert-Lewin situation uh, I'm pretty sure Callum Wilson is back um, so if that's if you're looking for a value striker who can yeah, play, not, not looking at Callum Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> really? If he he just came back from in, from injury, no, not Callum. That's not the Callum Wilson I want. Those are famous last words. Okay, that's fine. I don't want Callum Wilson on fucking Newcastle. <laughs> I'm Dude, not, okay. I don't want any part of that. I'm not. So, it's just, this is the this is crunch time, Taylor. This is not game week three. <laughs> I, I, I need to be serious here. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't take a risk on, on Callum Wilson. I just, I've, I don't know. I also kind of like think about it in terms of like who has treated me well in the past, which is <laughs> not the right way to do it. Um, and like, I've never had good luck with Callum Wilson. I've never, yeah. I didn't have good luck with Mares this season. Like I thought about picking up a city midfielder instead of like Salah, but I was like, no, I'm not picking Mares. Yeah. And, and so I'm glad I went so long in the end, but like, I don't know, like I, I got to go with my tried and true, like my, my Evan certified tested, <laughs> they're going to be, they're going to be my boys to the end. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know who, who I'm going to go with Mason Mount at Chelsea seems good and Regulon seems good. So those are the two that I'm probably, probably eyeing. I don't know. I mean, I could get, I could go Lingard and like make that a defensive move. Mm-hmm. What if I got Lingard and Regulon, and then Jay also brought in Regulon? 
and and that, could that. Very, that could very well happen. happen. Which actually I wouldn't mind because like you said, I have Talon Fernandez and I, I would, I would rather like, yeah, I think I would much rather um, play defense around the edges. This was like chess. I'd rather play defense around the edges with my like cheaper guys like Lingard and Regulon um, and let my Fernandez and Salah be the differentials to his like son and bail, <laughs> which sounds much better. Right. So um, this is going to be interesting. I can't wait for Jay. To I think it's a, I think it's a good strategy. I think so too. But the problem is I don't know what Jay's going to pick. So I'm going to have to go with based off of what he has now, um, which he may very well get rid of (laughs) this week. (laughs) And I think he'll have two transfers. So he could, he could totally make a switch on you. Yeah. Yeah. You'd love to see it. I would love to see that. God. Oh, I can't wait. This is man. I'm so glad we're doing like the, the rivalries. This is our rivalries podcast. The rivalries, um, the rivalries session. (laughs) yeah it really is it's it's like going to be really interesting going into the last couple weeks i think yeah well um i got my first vaccine today so if i lose i'm blaming it on the covid vaccine (laughs) if i lose fantasy if i lose fantasy it's because i got my covid vaccine how so how does that logic work out because this is when i drop down to second this is like the start of the decline for me <laughs> when I got the vaccine. Everything was fine up until this weekend. I, got, I scheduled the vaccine, got the vaccine. Now I'm in second place. You tell me, Taylor Harris, <laughs> what's going on? It sounds like we might need to put it one of those. It sounds like Uncle Joe Biden <laughs> has planted something inside my arm. I think he's planted And somehow it. it's telling the computer to give me less fantasy points. Yeah. Listen, the the chip that the government has installed in the in the vaccine is specifically designed to to worsen the fantasy Premier League performance of people who have got Jay, get the vaccine. Oh, you know what? Jay got the vaccine like a month ago, and guess what happened? He went down, but now he's he went back. down. But now he's back. So, do you think I'll come back up? Well, after I get the second vaccine, the, is that the how chip, it works? The chip, the chip works its way out of your system. Well, the first vaccine is bad for you, fantasy. Second vaccine gives you a boost. Oh. I'm pretty sure Jay got his second vaccine, right? I would imagine so. That's so probably true. It is all making sense now. Okay. Well, I'm I need to get my... the, I need to get the second vaccine like this week. <laughs> I don't think you could do that. <laughs> I got the Johnson and Johnson, but let me tell you, I'm going to get two vaccines regardless. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I got the Pfizer actually. Um, I got but Pfizer I won't too. be getting it until May. The second one is going to be in May, and by then, my season might be tanked, Taylor. I'm gonna I don't have to call CBS and let them know. I, it's, no, no, no. Here, here's the thing. I think that'll actually be perfect because, um, so you'll you'll have three weeks right for Pfizer in between first and second. Um, yeah. that'll put you at like peaking probably like four weeks before the end of the season. That sounds perfect. So are you okay? So are you saying? Well, I have a I have a little. I want to say I have a trick up my sleeve, but I actually have a chip up my sleeve. <laughs> Um, because I have a, and by up my sleeve, I mean, in my arm, (laughs) no, no, no. I'm talking about fantasy chips at this point. Oh, one of my chips left and I'm thinking about using it at a very specific time. So I've kind of got a plan there. So I'm really hoping that it plays out, but that would be before May. So I kind of think I need to just do some artificial boosting myself and play the chip. Um, so that way it'll carry me into the vaccine. And then by then I'm storing. Nice. That could happen. 
Wow. Yeah. I'm getting my second vaccine uh, next week. I think next Wednesday. So I am anticipating a bump. <laughs> Not this game week, but the following game week. <laughs> nice. I can't nice. wait. That would be so interesting if that actually happened. If it, it actually it played out that way. Oh, man. Well, wow. That's all uh, I got to say about my team. Yeah, they've I don't think... Got, I, they've all gotten the vaccine and they're just lugging around. Uh, Yeah. Do you think all do you think all these guys have gotten the vaccine, all these soccer players? Surely they have, right? Surely, yeah. But you still you, hear about them sometimes, like people getting COVID still. Yeah, I know. Probably because they're not. I mean, just because they're playing a sport doesn't necessarily mean anything. I mean, they're like they're youngish, so they're probably not high on the list anyway, you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, by now I'm sure that they're getting the vaccines. Yeah, because you know, the Premier League has to keep going, even though they're not really essential. So they're yeah. going to probably prioritize that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, I would hope everyone would have the vaccine by the end of the season. Surely, yeah, yeah, you would think so. Yeah, man. Well, uh, is there anything else we want to say? Not just about. Um, Actually, why don't we do this? What what games are you uh, looking forward to? So just kind of looking at the the spread okay, of games. Why we're doing this? Because I've not been doing this lately, um, except like the Friday before games, and it, like I never really get excited about any games. I haven't been able to watch. I'm hoping that I'll get to this weekend. So um, let me take a look at this. So just I'm looking I'm looking at them right now, and I'm seeing Leeds Liverpool will be very interesting. Oh, I'm actually looking at the Chelsea Brighton game. I think that'll be a good game. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it just because I love watching Chelsea. Yeah. Um, Arsenal Fulham might be a good game. I think that'll be much. It will not have many goals in it, I don't think. But um, I think it'll probably be a, a fairly close match. Um, yeah. If I had to guess, just because Fulham are still on the ropes. So. Um, yeah, I think actually, strangely, Man United Burnley could be a pretty good game. Yeah, definitely. I don't. I don't think Man City Aston Villa is going to be very good. I think Aston Villa is kind of petered out for the season. I think they'll probably get stomped. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I don't really see Aston Villa doing much. The rest unless of the unless Pep does another kind of like bench all of the good players type situation, which he easily could. Um, but surely nothing that drastic. That scene when you shared that, I was like, oh my gosh, he's yeah. really gone like like. He really benched a lot of the players. But. Yeah, I, it probably depends on how they do in the Champions League this week. Yeah, that's true. And I think that they'll probably advance. Yeah, I think so too. There's There are going to be some good games. The Bayern PSG game is going to be awesome. I oh, can wow. I wish I could watch, man. I wish they weren't in the middle of the week, but what can you do? Yeah, that one's tomorrow at three my time, two your time. Yeah, it's bad. It's like... That's when I hit my wall at work and I'm like, I really need to like wrap things up and act like I've been productive today. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah. you work frantically from then until five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't do anything all day. And then two o'clock, I get on it from two to five, three hours. That's when I get all my work done. No. If, uh, if any of you uh, Reynolds employees are listening, that's not what I do. That was a joke. That was a lie. That was a I, joke. I am a conscientious employee. That's right. Actually, cool. funny. Funnily enough, before we sign off, uh, yeah, 
uh, one of my coworkers today, we have an instant messaging um, app that we use um, for our uh, for our company. And one of my coworkers was complaining about our manager and uh, accidentally sent it to the manager. Oh, <laughs> yeah, amazing! It wasn't, it wasn't anything that bad. It wasn't. It was more of like a procedural thing, like they're doing it this way instead of this way and it's making it a hassle on me type of thing. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like bad mouthing the manager, but yeah, yeah it was still kind of like a negative thing. And he, That's... and the manager was like, was this meant for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that must've been so scary. I bet he wow. was like, yeah, I bet he was terrified. Yeah, totally. Is that like, is it like a proprietary messaging app or is it like some no, other? No. Okay. I was Honestly, say. it's uh, it's called Mattermost, and it looks exactly like that. Okay, nice. I was going to say I didn't know what kind of business you work for, but if you have proprietary messaging software, that sounds incredible. Nah, no, that's all. Cool. Well, um, Evan, it's been great talking to you today. Good to catch up about the Premier League. Yeah, it was good talking to you too, Taylor. Totally. And uh, thanks for sticking through it, uh, listener. We appreciate it. Totally. We'll see you hopefully next week, but you never know. It might be the week after that. We'll see. That's right. Cool. All right. See you all later. Bye. Bye.